Hey everybody, and welcome to <laughs> Retromania Presents Gaijin Radio. This is our first little episode, Gaijin Wrestling Radio Review, uh, or Gaijin Wrestling Radio. Uh, I'm sitting back here, Kobe from Retromania, joined by the original Burning Hammer podcast members. <laughs> That's right, yeah. The Mulhole. <laughs> OG Burning the Hammer. The Mulhole Movie, the podcast guys. Uh, it's TJ and Sean. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good. Yeah. It's weird. I can't get the timing because I'm not looking at him. I'm waiting for him to talk. <laughs> you know, I, I like the name of the show, but it should have been the IWG Podcast. It's, oh, nice. We, we, we'll, 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 it's still a work in progress, so we'll work <laughs> I, it in there. I thought about that on the toilet today. So <laughs> Thank you. The only thing that ever happened on the Burning Hammer show was just various uh, speculations on whether or not Kofi Kingston would jump out of a helicopter into a volcano. No. I'd love no, to and, see that. And, 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 the other, the other favorite thing of ours was that we would always do, uh, we would do like what we, what we thought was going to happen in a particular match, what we wanted to happen, and I think the scenario that kept coming back and back and back was the ex wrestler uses zip line like Shawn Michaels <laughs> and karate kicks guy in ring, like. but like the whole shot, not just the zip line, but it comes in in his attire to the music and everything. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> Uh, I think you guys should book for a company. Like, oh shit, it's the big boss man. He's just a sexy well, boy. <laughs> <laughs> me and me and Sean would be like, it, it would be like, like if David Lynch booked a, a, a wrestling promotion. Like, we would do shit that just people wouldn't understand, and we we would just go out on shoot interviews and be like, you guys are too dumb. You just don't get it. You care to elaborate? Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's over. If your you head, watch our, it's over your head. If you watch. If you watch this best out of three matches, you'll be closer to God. You, you care to explain what that means? No, I do not. Nope, that's it. it. It'd be a cross between David Lynch and that SmackDown game where you could throw cards at each other. <laughs> WCW Backlot Brawl. Oh, God, that game I hated was that Isn't that the game where you, they didn't actually have any matches? Yeah, it was like backstage it was only backstage assault. That was it. Was it? And the like the characters looked really good. Yeah, because it was EA yeah. Sports' first time doing like a wrestling game. Oh, but that gameplay right. fucking sucked. It was terrible. I could hardly I gotta, move yeah. my wrestler. All I did was keep grabbing him like a, a, a chin lock. I wanted to be at this board meeting. It's like, bro, you know what people hate about wrestling? The wrestling. <laughs> We gotta strip everything from the wrestling, throw everything else Look, in. Look, I, I don't want to be this guy, but wrestling is for queers. I just want everybody <laughs> to run each other over with forklifts. <laughs> Did either one of you play the garbage-ass uh, WCW Nitro game? I had it on PC for some I reason, but it was, I had it, for, it was on consoles. It was terrible. Yeah, I had it for PlayStation. Um terrible uh but it had like foreign wrestlers right and you could do the uh g1 kind of round robin tournaments oh really yeah. i no, my my version didn't you know uh, or at least this one had I, what i'll always remember about it and i think they made a sequel called thunder was yeah. that the the fighter select screen looked like a street fighter fighter select mm -hmm. screen and it it played little like full motion videos the thunder one was uh, the best yeah Oh my god, and you can go on YouTube and watch the little clips, they're fucking hysterical. Like, the Sting one is so confusing, <laughs> like, he's just, like, screaming for some reason, but you don't know why. It's not, like, angry screams, it's just, like, they told him <coughs> to speak up, like, one too many times, and he just was like, I don't know how loud to make my yeah. voice! <laughs> I think that was Sting all the time, he was always like, Woo! If I lose my train of thought, just, Woo! 
Did you know, I didn't know this until very recently, one of the wrestling Facebook groups I'm in, somebody posted, like, this montage of, I guess in, I'm, I guess the early 2000s, whenever he was in TNA, he did, like, a Joker character, oh, that was, like, after that was the, like the Dark Knight. Oh my god, it was so fucking bad. Dude, it, I, that's when I, like, really tuned out of TNA for good. I was like, alright, I'm done with this program. And I got back onto WWE with the um, Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels feud. That was going around at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, pre-Jericho world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speak more on him later. Speaking of wrestling <laughs> is for uh, gay people. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, that I'd, was also something that got worked into all of our booking was like some kind of like very intense homosexual action. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody's like praising the Golden Lovers. Christ, me and Sean wanted to push the boundaries so much further than just hinting that they were in a relationship. We wanted like full on explicit gay sex, like in backstage segments. And yeah, of course, if you if you know anything, if you listen to movie the podcast, our frequent suggestion for any movie is to make the two le- uh, lead characters gay. But I mean, that's it. Make that's the subtext of all those movies we watch, right? Just put it out there on Front Street. It's the undertone. Well, sp- Tango and Cash. Sp- yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Tango and Cash is so gay. I mean, there's that scene in the showers, and it's just like, good lord. Like, I didn't think I told TJ this, but I always wanted to write this script where it's two cops getting chewed out by the captain. One storms off and leaves and gets on his motorcycle. Then the other one gets up and leaves and gets in his car. And then the first one's sitting on the couch, and the second one pulls up in the driveway, and they're both sitting on the couch, all scowling at each other. And you think they're just roommates. And then the first one gets up and goes to his bedroom. And then it smash cuts to the other one coming in the bedroom, and they both just lay down next to each other and fuck angrily. <laughs> Please, have that be the opening of the movie. <laughs> That'd be the whole movie. Like, I got nothing else after that. Um, so, alright, here, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, or I- IGW, how am I going to do that? Anyhow, uh, Gaijin Wrestling Radio... We're going to talk things that aren't the uh, mainstream, the red band, red brand, blue brand, to be specific. <laughs> um, we watch NXT. Yes. Most of us watch ROH here and there. Or at least keep up with it. Exactly. And then we will uh, all view the New Japan Pro Wrestling that's out now. Um, it's far surpassed WWE in my point of view. Well, they actually wrestle, so that's something. Yeah, that's a little different. I, I know. Yeah. I know people like their inter- their sports entertainment, pal. But do they? Like, I don't who's think so. That show for exactly kids. Do kids? Do kids want to sit and watch eight people standing on a ladder having a weird fucking contract negotiation? That's why it's like back and forth type <laughs> viewing. I yeah. think. Or you get it on a DVR and you just flat. Because I feel like know. if I was a kid watching that, I would be bored to death. I think the only person it's for is Vince McMahon. Like, I don't think they... Like, it's just so confusing, like, the tone that that show hits so often. It's just like, what is this? Because you can't say it's for kids because it's not, like, silly or fun enough to be for kids. Because they joke about, like, they try to joke about, like, pop culture shit mm-hmm. And like sort of like adult situations sometimes. It's f- and it's for like, but it's just like toned down. Yeah, it's for like the dad that's like only knows pop culture stuff, and his like twelve year old daughter that 
I don't know, or ten year old daughter that doesn't pay attention. But like the most base pop culture stuff, like yes. the most like two tone hair divorced mom pop culture references. And it's crazy. They're but their their stocks are through the roof right now. Uh, well, yeah, because Fox is going to give a billion dollars. Like my stock would be pretty high too if somebody just cheesed me off like that. Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't that give you the initiative to like try to put out a better product? Oh, I think that would give me less initiative. Isn't Look at Chris crazy? Davis. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I mean, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like like before we were recording, we were talking about EA, right? Yes. And I don't know about you guys, but I used to love playing Madden football, and that game has been in a state of just like I don't know stagnant nastiness for fucking a decade because they don't have any competition. Like, there's no reason for them to get better. Like, the they already know the core audience is going to buy that game, so they've made, like, no improvements right. in, like, yeah, over I, 10 I, years. I stopped playing Madden years ago. That last think, NFL but, uh, 2K game, whatever it was, 2K7 or whatever, was so good that they freaked out and pe- bought the license. Like, completely... <laughs> I s- yeah, and people people still play that stupid okay. game. Like, there's people on online that like update the roster every year to the two K seven. It's crazy. Uh, the most recent Madden I played is probably eighteen. But like, this is getting way off topic. But they never fixed <laughs> where you can hit the tight end over the middle literally on every play. You could like, dude, um, what's his name? Fucking uh, Lance Kendricks is like a nobody tight end in Green Bay. In my last Madden season, he caught like 185 <laughs> passes for like 3,000 yards. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I think that's what it is, man. Like, they, like, I, I feel like it could go either way with this WWE deal. Like, it's either going to be really great for, for WWE and wrestling as a whole because them giving, uh, WWE all this money, maybe it's going to make other promotions hotter and like other lesser media outlets are going to want to buy up some wrestling and then give give those companies some money and maybe that will spurn some competition or or I don't know, maybe it's just going to get even worse cuz right now it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's 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 so stale. I've seen the same matches over and over again. That's why I like the less is more with New Japan, even though they're oh, they're yeah. slow burn booking. Um, ROH still can become stale with the, like, the jobber type, you know, the, yeah. the, some of the characters that they have are just one-dimensional. ROH is one of those shows that I would say, like, is the very rare case where they don't have enough time. Yes. They, they could use another half an hour on that show. Yes. To kind of, like, air some of the stuff out. But even, like, repetitive shit, like, how many times is that Omega, um, why am I blanking on Okada. Okada met the Four. four. But everybody's still way into it. Like I think because it's because it was the story of right. the match being told, too. You, when you have the same match being c- cut and dissected into five minutes with a DQ finish or yeah. ten minutes and then no result because of an interference or a count out or some shit, right. uh, that's where you, that's where they're lacking. And I, or, they definitely know, blew the load on Shinsuke and AJ. Yeah. Well, I don't and, care and other- how you put it. I'm not interested Sorry. in it. Well, and the other thing about Okada Omega is that they made each one of those matches very different. Yes. Like, each has their own flavor. They were all ex- expertly booked. And they were also, they weren't week after week. I mean, Christ, the fucking Nakamura uh, AJ match happened, what, like, at like six six events in a row? Do you, like, do you think that's what it is with New Japan? The fact that they don't have television, or at least television that we can see is beneficial to them, because the only thing I, you see are the big shows? Yeah, but even I, their I guess, house I shows are skippable, but they still build because it'll be a three-way, or a, a, a six-man tag, a five, a ten-man tag, yeah. um, but they'll include the people that are 
that are involved in feuds and their 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 booking is very sports based to where if you pin yeah. somebody you're going up the car yeah we talked about that i think on the last show yeah yeah and it, that's the difference there like, um, fucking yeah, juice. I took. Go ahead. I took. Go ahead, Sean. No, you. Go. I was gonna say like CJ Parker's over like Rover in New Japan somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like WWE has minus four or five guys like the best roster in the world. Like and they just can't do fucking anything with it. Yep, and I think it's also to do with the organic feel. If there's WWE's like an autistic kid with a like a nine inch cock. Like it's <laughs> like what's the point? <laughs> but when you bring over the hot baby, he's like, I don't want to fuck her now. No, just, I'll do it later. You, do you know anything about a padasaurus? Like, that's... Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. I, uh, um, yeah. No, I mean, that, that, that's accurate. I mean, it, it's mind-numbing how much talent WWE has right now. Like, it's... Think about it. They have some of the best wrestlers ever, like, in their history... And guys, they don't even fucking use like uh, today. I mean, we'll get into Kenny Omega, but Kenny Omega did a big thing with um, uh, Xavier Woods, where they they had a big video game uh, face off between the Elite and the New Day at E3. Yeah, because yeah. they're all buddies. They like they and Kenny Omega is like a professional level fucking Street Fighter player. I was watching him play. He's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, and Xavier Woods is really good too. But like. Um, I totally fucking lost my train of thought. But, like, think about, like, Xavier Woods is a great wrestler, and he, like, barely wrestles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a, he's basically the, like, third guy in New Day, and he's kind of just the joke. Like, and he's a yeah. solid wrestler, and you never see him wrestle, or very rarely. And it's just... Consequences, Consequences Creed was my shit. Yeah. When he uh, first appeared in TNA. Yeah, he should uh, he should revert back to that name and say he's Apollo Creed's brother. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, At least get him over some. Apollo Crews? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Apollo Crews. Uh, by the way, we, they have Apollo Crews, who's like an amazing wrestler that they've done <laughs> fuck all with for, what, two years now? Like, yeah. Like, that guy's... Two years, he's sat around just smiling. That guy, they suffer so much from their fear of using managers... Like, it's a real hindrance, and I don't understand what the problem is, because they're paying... I can see... Oh, it's like, oh, we don't want to pay, you know, eight more guys to travel. It's like, you're dragging all these other fucking guys. You're dragging Mojo Raleigh every goddamn place, you know what I mean? Like I also think it's still the thing of the, they're, they're afraid to let people get over that they don't have the plans to get over for you. A hundred percent. They can't plan for 200 people. There's so many people on the fucking roster. Yeah. Like... I'd be confused too if like, I how was much a seventies or eighty something year old man. Not that they could get him, but like a jet if they could get like a Gato or like even like a Truth Martini or somebody like somebody to get some of these people over, like a build a decent stable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's another thing: stables. They're not even like existent with all the wrestlers that we have right now. They they did a good job in the Attitude Era of codifying those, that roster yeah. and, and like simplifying it into where you can understand DOA and yeah. Los Bariquas. Of course it wouldn't be that simple as now, but you'd have a stupid name well, like Absolution. And some of them sucked, but like you're reducing it from like 25 guys with no direction that sucked to like one basic unit that sucks, so you can just get rid of it. It's right. not that big of a deal. Yep. Right. And, and it's one of those things where you add, you know, Sean and I talk about this a lot, uh, analog, where in wrestling, you want to add things that write themselves into storylines, right? So if you have mm-hmm. two rival groups, 
that's an easy storyline to write. And then you got, let's say you have six guys in each group, then you can splinter all them guys into different matches. And it, I mean, it writes itself. Like, it's not well, complicated. Yeah, I mean, look at New Japan right now. You have Chaos, Bullet Club, and Suzuki Goon. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you could you can visualize, you know that all three are going to feud, but the way that they did it was so smart. It was like, it worked in a revolving door type way yeah. to where somebody was up, but they were still feuding, but somebody was down. It, it, it worked yeah, out you perfectly. Should, you should never get to go straight to Okada. You should have to go through eight other guys to get to him. Like that, we've talked about it, I think, before. I don't know if it was on the show or not. Put all those Simones with Roman Reigns yep, and like make everybody yep. go through every single one of them before they even touch him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It would make a lot more sense. Yeah. I, but that's how they used to do it, and they love doing old shit, so why not go back to that? I, Something's missing there. I just and it it's with the the glut of people on both rosters. It just seems like Pat and made to do something like that, and they're just like, nope, not gonna do it. Like you're just gonna get you know the same five guys on TV over and over and over again. I just I don't know. It's just it it yeah. seems like so obvious a problem. It's amazing that they can't fix it. Like I don't. And even when somebody okay, uh, what's his name? Gable, Chad yeah. Gable. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing with that guy? I have no idea. So much talent, so much charisma, can put a match together in the ring. Every match that I've seen him on on TV is great. And then he's just nothing. They should just send all these guys on excursion, which is basically what happens when they cut them loose and, like, a Drew McIntyre goes around. But, like, do it like they do in Mexico and just send them off somewhere. Right. Let them come back hot. Go to Evolve. Yeah, because, like, everybody that comes in is super hot. <laughs> but everybody that they've had, even though they've had those guys for years, they can't do anything with well, them. Well, I, yeah. I mean, you're talking about Chad Gable. I mean, him and Jason Jordan were as hot as could be in fucking NXT, and they bring them up, and it was just like a cold fart. Like, they didn't do shit. They killed it. Yeah, Yeah. they didn't do shit with them. And then they broke them up, and then they gave that stupid, like, Kurt Angle's son angle, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on with this? I mean, uh, I I got two guys that I, it just, every time I see them on TV, it makes me mad. Anderson and Gallows, those two guys are fantastic. Why did you even pay for him to come over here? Because you didn't do shit to with be in them. the pre-show. Yeah, they're basically paying people to just not do stuff in other companies. Yeah, and that's what it's coming down to right now. It, it's seriously sad in the way where you were talking about. They see something good and they'll just they'll just squander it up because they don't want like the UK show. They had all that UK talent oh, that was about God. to come out for that that UK television show, yeah. and they bought everybody up, did a fucking tournament, and then we had to wait another year to see all these UK acts well, again. It's like they signed Tony Storm. Apparently, she's not even going to wrestle. Like she may wrestle if they get that show, but if not, they're not going to do anything with her. They're essentially paying to squander the other competition. Why don't they just fucking buy New Japan? They could. Like it's not. You it, know what I mean? Then, oh, oh, what are you? What are they going to do with four hundred wrestlers? They Nothing? can't, they, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if they're uh, worried about it, if they're going through that length to sign people, have them do nothing, just buy the other fucking company. Yeah. I, I have no idea of how to call it. Um, it's nonsense. That's why I've really stopped watching it. Uh, I have not seen a Raw or a SmackDown in, like, two months. Well, you're not the only one, because they said that show in Little Rock, they couldn't even get people into the second deck. Like, they only sold the lower bowl, and that was it. Wow. 
And that was a roll. So they, you know they signed yeah. Tony Storm and she's not going to wrestle? Basically. Oh, that sucks. I love Tony Storm. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, they also just signed another big name uh, Japanese female star. But oh, Yoshirai or whatever? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know all about her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Please do tell. Uh, if you go on Reddit, uh, there's a... There's a uh, 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 what the hell is it called? There's a subreddit called like Wrestle with That Plot, and it's just all about all the sexy ladies in wrestling, and people post <laughs> pictures and gross uh, titles to them. Uh, okay. But that uh, Japanese talent, she has been in a lot of uh, pornographic material, and it is mm. all over Reddit, and it is phenomenal. Well, they used to do that all the time with the All Japan women. They had what do they call them? Like Joshi mags or something? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. They were all like, okay, yeah. Like, if you ever want to see Akira Hokuto naked, I mean, the, there's I've a chance. I've seen her naked. Yeah, but yeah. no yeah. Bull Nakano naked, as far as I know. Well, new Bull Nakano I'd like to see naked. Have you seen Maybe her Maybe she got thick, yeah. right? No, she got thin. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T-H-I-C-C. <laughs> it's pronounced thick. <laughs> With a cock. Um, so, all right. You guys uh, ready to go over the New Japan show? Um, we're, we're just going to cover a few of the highlights of the matches, kind of results and yes, sir. things. Um, sure. El Desperado and Hashinobu Kenimoto defeated Roppongi 3K, which was a great match for the uh, junior IWGP tag team heavyweight, or junior tag they team champ. too many championships. Yeah, <laughs> but they do it good still. Sort of the never titles I know. It's a filler. <laughs> and I can't believe Elegant won. Yeah, uh, yeah that, why are they still they're still working that guy? They're still putting their money behind that train, huh? They must not know or or not care. They probably thought he was Scott Norton. Like, oh, <laughs> did, you, did you see his fucking gear? His his no. gear this for uh, that show was based on uh Furnace and Lafon or what were those guys? Is that their uh, name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he I did notice that. Um, that tag match, though, going back to junior tags, I, I could watch those combination of tags go on forever. Uh, that doesn't get boring. Like yeah. we spoke of the WWE stuff. Uh, it's I not, just it sucks though because I hear Rapungi, I automatically think of Rocky. And uh, yeah, I know it puts you off. But Yo and Show, they did really well in the Best of Super Juniors like tournament. Every match that they were in. Told a story. I remember had TJ drama. and I looked it up one time, and Rocky Romero's been wrestling for like 38 years, and I think he's like 22. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he started like, I think he was in the Tokyo Dome when he was like 16. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, he's been wrestling for fucking ever. Yeah, I always think about uh, doing the wrestling training, and I have been for the last three years, like really seriously. I'm like, I'm 30. I'm done. Yeah. That's the end of my career. I mean, Rocky Romero was doing the J-O-B for Bruiser Brody in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> when he was four. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, next match, David Fenley and Juice Robinson. Uh, they go against Yoshihashi and Jay White. And um, yeah, Can I just say that I, uh, I am not on the Jay White train. I just can't. I don't get it. Like I don't understand Jay, why they're pushing him. Jay White is a hideous man. He like, is, like, and I, I think know. that's what works for it. I think he's, like, so weird he that I'm like, like... Did you ever see Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Remember JP when he's wearing his trench coat and shit? That's what he looks like. <laughs> it's like Jay White... I'm getting robot legs. <laughs> it's <laughs> this viscerous operation, but... Sit on my face. <laughs> TJ brought it up when we were watching um, 
What was the last big show they had him and I watched? Oh. The one with the Bucks versus the Golden Lovers. It was uh, uh, the Long Beach show, right? Yeah, Strong yeah. Style of Love. Um, and it's like, that. Jay White does not fit that gimmick. It's like he's wearing somebody else's clothes. Uh, yeah, that's what I think, but I think... <sighs> In some way, he's kind of getting there, or, or or at least he's building his confidence and charisma for himself in yeah. the ring. At least that's what I feel. Plus, his accent is fucking hysterical. Well, I, I mean, anybody. From, I can't. I sorry. can't take any New Zealander like as an <laughs> evil character. It's like as soon as you start talking, it's just too funny. It's like, hey, hey, are you did. I'm gonna hit you with the Blade Runner, and then you'll be dead. Okay. Yeah. I got a razor blade <laughs> yeah. and a blade runner. I'm gonna stab him. <laughs> Steven. But I think that honestly, I think that gimmick would fit um Finley's kid better. I know. I think they should have been switched. I, I, I think that's what it was. I totally yeah. agree. And they were like, you know what? Mm, you're the face, you're the heel. Finley's kid has the most interesting body. He looks like um you familiar with Jake Smith, the white buffalo? <laughs> The acoustic singer songwriter, like no, that's what he looks like. He looks like an alt country, like, <laughs> like a shooter Jennings roadie. Like I don't understand like what his whole deal is. I can see it. Yeah, he he's it's just doesn't work for both of them. Yeah. Like clearly, they should have been swapped. I think you called that. You nailed that right on the head. And Juice Robinson, man, who'd have thought? He and Yoshihashi, like he's he's lame as fuck. He's like, he is like Juice Robinson for the Americans. Oh, you think if they sent him over here, he'd get super huge? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, work from, what's his face? Uh, remember when we went to, was it Best in the World? It was the last pay-per-view ROH had in Baltimore, the Lethal versus Strong. Me and TJ were there. Yeah, that was awesome. And um, what's his name? Um, oh, you're, he's, he's evil, evil now. now. You're talking about, uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Watanabe. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah Watanabe. I mean, he was just some fucking Jay Brown losing to Donovan Dijak in, like, the dark match. Yep. And look at him now. Yeah. Like, they do a great job. Um, Yoshihashi, I just don't get it. He's got loose explosion written over his ass. <laughs> And he's also called the headhunter. Yeah. So it's not his English to translation to Japanese is not. That, should, that should be his gimmick. Character. He should just wear English t-shirts. <laughs> like he should come out in the no. He, he needs to jacket. come out in that <laughs> shirt that that kid was wearing in uh, Inframan, where it's a dating game with Jim Brown on the front of it. It's so weird. <laughs> um. Yeah, Robinson and. Uh, Finley get a victory there, building up for the Juice Robinson and Switchblade match. Yeah, for the that's US? the U.S. Oh, yes, that's yeah. the U.S. title. You're right. Too many fucking titles if I have to think about it. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't understand what the the purpose of that title was, other than to have something that they could defend in Long Beach for the first show. I think it was for the yeah. U.S. expansion. Yeah, which I'm excited for because New Japan now has a new CEO. They need to get Walter in New Japan. That's what I want to see. Yeah, that'd be nice. I would, uh, different I would like type to see, of match. Well, too. And, and we'll talk about it later. They can clearly do a different kind of match. Like if you get to the Naito Jericho match, I mean that's like a straight up fucking hardcore match. So it's something. Yeah, um, yeah. Moving right along, Toro Yano and Tomohiro Ishii against Zack Saber Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. This match was only like eight minutes, but it felt like it it was like a brawl for a long ass time and Suzuki and Saber defeat Yano and Ishii. I think Suzuki and Saber are my favorite tag team in the world cuz they're such a weird match. And it's I mean? and it works, yeah. right? 
Because, like, like, somehow it makes Saber seem even more evil because, like, all the small joint manipulation and shit that kind of, like, like... This is a weird comparison. They're like the Gecko Brothers, almost. <laughs> okay. With the... <laughs> I figured that would pop you. But, yeah, you've seen From Dust Till Dawn, right? Yes. Yeah, with, uh... George Clooney uh, and Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Saber is obviously Tarantino. He's like Richie the sick fuck in the back. Like, right. you really gotta watch out for. Right. And Minoru's like the nice, but he's still dangerous. Suzuki is, but, yeah. is yeah. like one of my favorites of all time. Zack Saber, Zach yeah. Saber Jr. specializes and, in gross wrestling. Like breaking your fingers and your <laughs> wrists. It's just gross. Like you want... And also, he is gross. He looks like the, the <laughs> fucking taxi cab driving that. mutant from Total Recall when he pulls it's his just arm his out. And it's just his thighs like are really long. Wing. He's got long thighs. Yeah, we saw him at Evolve, and I was like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all in all, a great wrestler. And this was a good, like, it. the match, like, breezed by. And they were using <clears throat> submission holds, and it wasn't fucking boring. It's not what I'm going to call a rest hold. Yeah. You know? And Suzuki's a guy you can believe will beat the dog fuck out of you for reals. Yeah. Like, same thing with the stone pit bull fucking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ishii and, yeah. and the heat between the two is awesome. Yeah, I can watch those two guys just slap the piss out of each other yeah. all day long. Have you guys ever seen the match between Matt Riddle and uh, no. Suzuki? No. Happen, happened last year. It's it's available on YouTube in Daily Motion. Riddle's fun. We saw him. We saw, him, a fun we saw him at a ball. And, uh, was it to, yeah, was it him and uh, Gulak? Yeah, yeah, Drew Gulak. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Drew Gulak. Yeah, yeah it was good. Wow. Riddle. Wow. Sounds interesting. I want to see that like uh, see Suzuki, that. Um, Matt Riddle match that's like, uh, it's like set up like a like a Kumite fight that they did. They did this mm. year. It's called like Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. It's like a, well, Sean, what was the like fake MMA thing that, that Suzuki did in Japan? Well, it was knockouts oh, and cramps. exhibitions. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't, like, real yeah. not. It was, like, shoot shoot <coughs> fighting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy worked that show. He's part of oh. the sponsor. Oh, Savage nice. Stash. That's cool. They were there. Is it for mustaches <laughs> or marijuanas? For collectibles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on the card, three-way, ma- three-way match for the Never Open Weight Championship. It was... Fuckface uh, scooping up a victory there. Billy Ripken? Uh, oh. Mike, Michael Elgin, sorry. <laughs> Michael Elgin scooped up a victory from... Um, was, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Goto and... Tai Chi. Sorry, tai Goto Chi. and Tai Chi. Yeah. Goto's a guy, I never understood why he never got anywhere, because it seems like he's been in that... The, he was the champion before, but it was just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got a good look. He's a good wrestler. Like, I, I fucks with those samurai pants. Like, he he's the Miz. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's like a like like Shibata's dad yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And they, they were a great tag team together, yeah. and it worked because it's the story of strong style and coming up in their right. their their like that's the story of New Japan. You have to come through their uh, their. Their developmental system, yeah, and be a young. I was lion. like, well, maybe he can't talk, but then I was like, oh, it's New Japan. I don't give a fuck if anybody can talk, right? right? Well, and the thing important. with Goto no. is, every time they give him something, like he doesn't. It does. It's like they take half steps to kind of push him forward, and like that. I you agree. Know, like, didn't he? He beat Okada in the G One last year, didn't he? I think he. Yeah. Yeah, and then he got a title match, and it was like, it was like, all right, this is going to be his like next attempt for a title victory and anything. And uh, the match was decent, but uh, yeah, 
the, it was better when he started tag teaming with Shibata, but that's just because he got right, the Shibata exactly. rub. Yeah. Tai Chi, I just fucking I stand. hate him. I don't he's know the, why they're moving him he, up I, the card. He's the he's the worst. I don't get it. I don't understand the appeal. He must be broing somebody over. There. I mean, like he's he's like worse than like Toriano. Like I find Toriano funny, and yeah. like Tai Chi is just I just don't understand. I don't get Elgin, like, to be honest. Like, it's just not... Like, he's strong, but... He, uh, he's... So, he's like, yeah, and the matches aren't put together. Well, yeah. You already hit it, Sean. He's fucking Scott Norton 2.0, and Japanese people yeah. love that for some reason. Like, he is enormous over there. They love him in Japan. I don't get it. I mean, who's the guy from KES? Oh, uh... Archer. Oh, Archer, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why is he so over? Yeah, he washed out of TNA. Like, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> the fr- came with a free Froger. The Froger has potassium benzoin. That's uh, bad. <laughs> all right, so big match here. IWGP Tag Team Championship match. The Young Bucks against Evil and Sonata. Los Ingobernes. De Japón. No, you got to You got to say yeah, you got to say it like Jim Ross. Los ah, Los Gobble gobbles. <laughs> uh this is big for the Bucks. They moved up to the heavyweight side of the card uh, by gaining moved, zero weight. <laughs> right. They just got a little bit more cut. Yeah. They added a few more zippers to their pants and got over the 190. And this is a good match. Uh they worked a different style. The the Bucks are into selling more. Of course, we've seen that whole back story that's been going on with uh Matt for forever. Yeah. So I, like, I like the Bucks, but I'm getting to the point where it's like, I'm tired of hearing about all the shit that surrounds them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The, mm-hmm. All the Jim Cornette shit, and all the fucking, the old school marks, and the new ones. It's just like, just let the guys just go out there and do their thing. Like, yeah. if you like it, like it, you don't, you don't. Uh, uh, this this match, what I thought was excellent. Like, I thought this was a really good match. I, I, I love Sonata. Like, he was the best part of TNA when he was over there. Um, and he's a guy, like, I know he just did that kind of filler program with Okada, but I think they could have really done something with that. Uh, people were really kind of behind him, too. It yeah. Was, it's the the LIJ crew that's in Japan. Yeah. And apparently Japan, like, our Japanese fans are really particular to promotions, so you're not going to see, like, all Japan fans at New Japan shows. Right. So they're, like, the New Japan diehards actually, like, stick to a click like LIJ or or Chaos. Right. They're all in for Chaos, yeah. you know? It's very cool. Uh, this was a an excellent match, TJ. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think this was, like, working these guys, like, as far as, like, th- Evil and Sonata took control and beat them down, but they still fought back, and they had heavyweight moves to return with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think Sonata was, uh, was he in zero one? He had something to do with Muda. And then he came over with him. He's Muda's protege. Yeah. Yes. Dude, I fucking love Muda. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I, that, uh, another reason why I... Like, I, has he totally burned his bridges with the New Japan management? I know they've got new ownership, but, like, there's... I get, like, the past is the past, but, like, get that guy over there. Like, who's bigger over there than fucking Keiji Muto? Like, yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. I think he still tries to do his own thing. Yeah. But um, it's not did, working, and it hasn't worked for, like, 35 years. He, he just got two new knees, I think. Oh, jeez. Well, tenth time's a charm, right? Yeah, right. Yikes. Uh, anything else for the match, TJ? No, I mean, I... I I've been really impressed with the Bucks, like, over this last year. I mean, I've always liked them, but I think, like, 
because of all the scrutiny they get about being spot monkeys and this and that, like, their storytelling has gotten really, really good. And mm-hmm. I think, like, you could throw out the argument, though, well, they're telling kind of the same story uh, with uh, with what's-his-name's back. But, like, I don't know. I, I think that it's added a, a dimension to their matches, and I've really enjoyed them. Um, I don't, I don't mind that if that's like, if that's, if we're going with the sports realm of wrestling, a guy could have a bad knee and that's always his like dilemma for his career, you know, or a guy could have a bad lower back. Um, yeah, I definitely, I I definitely don't oppose that, but you're right. It it could get to the point if we see the match as many times as we do the matches in WWE, you're going to get fucking sick of it. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, but so far I haven't, and I think they've done, you know, I've seen them in probably, what, like half a dozen matches this year, and I think all of them have been, you know, definitely worth watching, so. I agree, too, and it, I think it's shown their, their growth as well throughout those matches, if you watch them in chronological order. Um, it's just, yeah, the, the way they tell the story in the ring, they've gotten smarter, or they've like taken more, more. They have put more effort into doing heavyweight stuff. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, and, and even the stuff they do outside the ring, like all of the drama with the being elite stuff and the stuff they do with you know Kenny in the ring, you know, storytelling wise, I love. So, yeah, yeah, it's Big great. Fan. Big fan. Um, moving right along, we got three matches left. The six man. Special tag team match. This was Tanahashi, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Rey Mysterio Jr. against Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull. Rey Mysterio Jr. is on HGH. Yeah, he. How the hell? How in the hell did he get in such good shape? Like, he looks. He's been in Mexico for three years, banging fucking horse steroids, where nobody gives a shit about anything. Something he lost the belly. He fucking like blew he looks up. Better than he ever. Yeah, has. he looks. Yeah. He looks phenomenal right now. Like he. Well, it's funny. The uh, the that three man tag team of Cody Skrull and Hangman Page is a classic case of one of these things is not like the other. Right. <laughs> like what the fuck is Hangman Page doing in there? Like he's a guy that's fine. Yeah. Like, but just not even in the same caliber as the other two. No, I agree. Um, but he he's still trying to get that Cody rub, and I think they're working the, they're working the story together because of the show that all three or you know the rest of the movie the podcast we're going to for ROH. Yeah. It's going to be the villain Marty Skrull against Cody against Dalton Castle, right? For the ROH, one hundred percent they're putting the title on Cody at that show, right? So you can do it. I would think in. so, right? Yeah, that'd be something. Who? Um, yeah, this match was not a something. No. I mean, it was good, it was, but yeah. uh, it, it's a fucking... I mean, let's just be honest. Jushin Liger's 155 years old. Yeah. Like, Rey Mysterio is not young. Uh, yeah. Who was their third? No. I think he may, might Tom be on Hashi's, the... Uh, like, I think TJ told me he's held together by scar tissue like that guy in Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, like, yeah his, bicep, his bicep never got right. uh, surgically repaired. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty bad if you don't get that done. Um, you yeah. lose about fifty percent of your arm strength. Right, and Cody Rhodes isn't a fucking trios wrestler. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just it's not a good mix. They worked the best match that they could. Mysterio, obviously, on that on that something, uh, pulling <laughs> off the six one nine on Marty Skrull and Hangman Page. Six one nine is like the worst finisher. In I know. Wrestling. I hate it. And also, like, legit lethal. 
Yeah. Like, oh, a yeah, fetish dude. would be that crappy looking and still kill people. Yeah, exactly. It looks like it oh, looks like shit nice. and it could kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> um so Liger actually has been looking buff. Speaking of like HGH, uh, he took his shirt off at a recent show. Is it the same Liger? It is the same. Oh liger. shit! They got a different Liger. That'd be awesome. I mean, they could. I don't know. Did you all see that? Uh, did you see that that article I posted where Jushin Liger before a baseball game over there wrestled the mascot? Yeah, yeah that was fucking incredible. I thought that was hilarious. Through the pitch too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Bullet Club pick up a win with Cody getting the sneak uh, uh, crossroads to Liger and picking up the vi- the victory. So we'll see what happens there. There's still like um, interfuting between Bullet Club, and we will see part of that drama unfold at ROH Best in the World live. I uh, I uh, am moving super pumped for that show, man. I can't. I know. I can't believe like we're gonna get Lij members there now too. Yeah. And Briscoes versus the Bucks, that should be good. Yep. Punishment and and Hangman Page, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm not sold uh I'm not sold on the Punishment Martinez yet. <clears throat> I know. Baron Corbin Jr. Yeah, he is. He's like <laughs> that's exactly what he is to me. He just seems like he seems like the the bad guy in the Crow Two, but not fun. <laughs> like I don't know. Oh the 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 Marshal of the Sex Dimension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, next up on the card, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. That's um, Will Ospreay against Hiromu Takahashi, the ticking time bomb. My boy. Will, Will Ospreay is taking the long way around suicide. Dude. Will Ospreay seriously <laughs> needs to calm the fuck down. He is, like, there was a spot in this match where, like, it was like, well, he's dead. Like, he looked, he, he hit his fucking neck so hard every time. It's yeah. like, stop it. I'm st- I'm still blown away by the last event where him and Marty Skrull, he did the one-man Spanish fly and basically like oh. crunched his neck and busted his face open on the edge of the ring. I, that was the hardest part. I, of the I remember, yeah. and it looked horrendous. Like, it looked like one of the worst bumps I've ever seen, and he finished that match. This match, he's like he's like a goddamn, like, like uh, fucking scotch-taped Frankenstein. Like, he's so taped together, like, shit's just, like, peeling off of him by the end of this fucking match. It's like... Yeah, the, the only thing I can't stand about him is the uh, Molina scream. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> During every fucking hold. If you even move, and that guy is gonna go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, that, that match was incredible. Um, I don't know... Looking at the finals of the best of the Super Juniors, did you guys see that match? Okay. Hiromu Takahashi against um, the Bullet Club member. It was... um, uh, The new new Skull guy. It was Bone Soldier. Yes, Bone Soldier, Tomohiro, or no. I can't think of his fucking name. I just know Bone Soldier. I can remember Bone Soldier. (laughs) Insert name. He was from Noah, but he was their next, like, guy. Um, but, yeah, they had an incredible match. I don't know if this wet match, like... Mitsuhide Hirasawa, the former captain of New Japan. No, That's the new Bone Soldier. Oh, oh, Taiji Yes, Ishimori. Taiji Ishimori. Yeah. Yes. 
Taiji Ishimori from NOAA. He was uh, their top prospect for junior heavyweights and everything. Um, but yeah, that match that he had with Tomohiro, I'm sorry, Hiromu Takahashi in the finals, um, that was just a blow-away match. Like, nearly 40 minutes or so, yeah, it was, I think. It was really fucking good. Uh, that was so good that I don't know how you could top it with this match with Will Ospreay um, and Takahashi, but it did it did hold up. Um, it, I just I just sometimes feel like coming off of a hot tournament and a big victory like that, it felt like this match was <coughs> so mu- so soon after. You right. know, it's 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 like we just talked about. Like it's hard to to kind of come back from something that was so fucking good. Like, how do you live up to that in such a little bit of time? But I, I think they did. I think, I think it, at least if it didn't, it came very close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next match, the semi-main event, IWGP Intercontinental Championship, Tetsuya Naito defends against Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho leaves victorious. Yeah, in a House of Hardcore match. Like, this this match was fucking insane. Like, it wasn't a wrestling match. Like, it was just them beating the ever-loving shit out of each other. Um, I loved it. I, uh, I think it's cool that Jericho, like, I think he understands his limitations. Like, he's not the technical marvel that he once was. And he just goes for, like, these basically glorified hardcore matches, and mm-hmm. it worked. Like, I loved it. I, he seems like a piece of shit. Like, his character, the character work he's doing now is, like, some of my favorite that he's ever done. Like, I don't know. I, Fuck face! I was totally into this match. And then keep going back to those goddamn unbreakable Japanese tables, and, like, it was a spectacle, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I couldn't believe they gave the belt to Jericho, though. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Such a swerve for Is me. Naito ever going to win the big belt? He, or is his he did. Did he? he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, but it was like... I, I think they're looking for the big moment for... The big mo. Yeah. <laughs> um, For where he's going to be the top guy. But right now, they... I mean, they've destroyed everybody on New Japan with Okada's reign. Yeah. Because 700 days, like, and you beat everybody there. Even with Okada being, I mean, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, even with Omega becoming champion, like, the next match, it's like, well, we kind of saw them a couple times. It took the heat away from it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Naito had the spot, and... um, he was the reckless champion where he was throwing the belt, destroying it. Right. Okay, just like yeah, it, yeah. what he did with the Intercontinental title. Yeah, and then... And then it, it was Okada's claim to become a full-turn face heel to beat Naito. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I, I think this, right now, it's like... The, Naito is still at a tweener state, and for him to have a match against Jericho, who's full face heel, is trying to push him more towards that face... So I think they're going for the anti-hero thing with Naito, but it's just a slow burn. So do any Japanese people have a belt now in New Japan? I thought this was pretty gaijin heavy. It's it's uh, Kanemaru and Desperado that hold the IWGP tag. Okay. Um, but that's it, right? Yeah. No. Uh, Takahashi won the junior heavyweight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh, I'm not sure about the never six man. No, well that's Gaijin. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's Gaijin 
Gaijin Central here. It's all about that expansion, man. And it really is. They got the new CEO that came in, and he's been a wrestling fan since he was, quote-unquote, eight years old. Yeah. But he got back into it with uh, Nakamura and um, Tanahashi. So it, it's interesting. Like, I, I, I feel confident for them. Nakamura in New Japan seems like it was 200 years ago. I know. Because <laughs> time goes by with them. So, like, that's what you were saying. Like, Naito held the belt, and I had to think about it. I was like, he did. But it was like a six- to eight-month reign. Yeah. But, you know, their cards are few and far between, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this match, the back to the Intercontinental Championship, Naito and Jericho started out like ten minutes before... The fucking bell even rings. He's take he's definitely taking notes from Stone Cold. You're right, TJ. He's trying to like keep himself prevalent as long as he can or relevant in the ring and keep the match going. He's a smart guy. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 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 definitely like I don't know. I was I was listening to something that he was. It was on. I think it was on his podcast or another podcast he was on, and he was talking about how like for that festival of friends angle that he did with Owens that he had so many more ideas and that the creative at WWE is like nah and it's like I think New Japan just gives him carte blanche to do whatever he wants and like mm-hmm. it shows that he is like super creative and he takes something that like I mean admittedly like there's not a lot of heat on this match besides who he is and who Naito is I mean there's no title on the line there's no you know what I mean but he makes yeah. it this spectacle match this match that you have to see that admittedly isn't a very great it's like it's not a good match it's just a train yeah. wreck but it's great like that's exactly what you needed because uh, th- there's no yeah i think no, i'm sorry you got no go, go, go i'm sorry well, there's no way you're going to compete with the wrestling on this show especially with the match that preceded it like you're not going to out wrestle okada omega so do something different yep. like and that's very smart Yep, and I think things like 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 you say like Jericho thinks about it because he thought about that match that's coming up. He doesn't want to steal the heat from it. Um, him and Naito could have a great in ring match, but why? Right, right. The because their 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 feud has been built off this aggression that Naito is coming off of with Suzuki to begin with, where Suzuki was almost acting as Jericho. Yeah. Um. So now Jericho took over that role, um, and it's great, but. Uh, Key thing for the match that came out of it just out of nowhere was the the bloody eye of Naito. Oh, this is so gross! And for him to have that fucking like that the taunt. Hit, his taunt where yeah. he like puts the eye up for round eye and everything, like and then his eye to be busted by Jericho. It's fucking awesome. And he told him he was gonna fuck him up, call him fuckface, <laughs> and he did. Maybe he didn't care for his court of vowels mask. <laughs> well, it was fucking gross, is what it was. Like it looked nasty. Like that was a bad cut. Like it, I, it yeah. was like ugh, that was tough to look at. Yeah, um, but I'm not sure what's gonna happen with Jericho holding that title. I would love for him to be pulling a swerve and show up. At in the U.S. Uh, G1 climax, he said he's not doing it so many times. It makes me think he's going to do it. Right? Well, I mean, he also said after after he attacked Naito, he said that he had no plans to work with New Japan again, and that's look what happened. You know, so exactly. Like, what is his 
fucking motivation to go back to WWE at this point. Like, he's done everything over there. I think that's what he figured out, like, doing this in the Cruise of Jericho, man. Yeah. Because there, that gets a commercial every fucking other break for ROH. Right. And as well as they're going to book a match on being the elite, spoiler, he shows up and meets the Young Bucks, and he's like, oh, we should team up one time. And they're like, yeah, but we can't do it, like, on land anywhere. <laughs> he's like, hmm, if only there was another spot. <laughs> and then, like, they leave it open. Yeah, and then so. Impact's going to be on there, which I'm sure fucking... I'm WWE's sure nobody's happy about on. that. Yeah. Uh, he is his own man right now, and he's made himself even before he went to WWF. So I can, I can, yeah. I can, I can, that's one star where I can be like, yeah, like WWE or WWF did not make you. Right, and Ghetto's his friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's going to let him do what he wants. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just, it's just interesting to see, like, him with a title, especially a title that he's pronounced, like, like, Known for oh, yeah, in the WWE, yeah. Um, but it, it'll be good for them, for New Japan to have him holding that title yeah. as long as he does a couple matches um, and you know at least puts some shine on the belt. It'll it'll do it'll do right. I would just be sad if it, if it were like six to eight months down the road until we saw him again. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's definitely interesting, right? Like it's. I don't know. I'm interested to see how they're going to, uh, where they're going to go from here. But that's always what I say with New Japan stuff. Like, everything is, their booking is so fresh and interesting. It's like, oh, this is cool. Like, I don't know what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. But then again, it's not. It's like, uh, it is fresh because, like, you're wondering what's next, but that's only because they've followed the process that they usually do. They have a, like, typical yeah. formula, yeah, true, but true. it's crazy. Um,. All right, last match on the card, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, two out of three falls match, Kenny Omega against the champion, reigning like 700-plus days, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. This fucking match is amazing. Didn't see it. Didn't see it? Did not. Wow. <laughs> Gotta see it. Yeah. Um, you think they're going to bring Lesnar over to break uh, Okada's record? <laughs> <laughs> I think that this Okada Omega match is the best one out of the four. Like this was, yeah. I, I thought, I thought this was. I mean, this is like this is like wrestling at its finest, right? Because it's a, I don't know, an hour long. It just shouldn't work, and it, you're just glued to your the the computer screen. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't know an hour went by. It was like an hour and five minutes by the time it was all done. Well, apparently it sent fucking Dave Meltzer into, like, full retard panic, and he gave it seven stars, which is oh, similar to the time I gave Ruby Rose a 12 Langenkamps. Like, it's not even, like, on the scale. Like, calm down, Dave. Well, yeah, I, 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 you'll have to watch the, ma the match, Sean, but I, I think it's like, like you say, TJ, There, this one did not let up at all. There was, like, if you watch the Marvel movies, like, you like some, and then you see Infinity Wars, yeah. it, this is the Infinity Wars I don't know, if it's not better than series. Gargano Ciampa, then... I would definitely say yeah. I, oh, I yeah? would say it's better. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Great match. Um, selling, everything, storytelling, um, build up for the finish, everything that is there. And if... If you look at like their matches in a series, all four of them, it like TJ said, they all tell a different story. Right. It's so great. And this one was the one where Okada 
was one-upped by Omega for Omega knowing every fucking move that he would make. Yeah. And that was great. It was it was a great way to do the storytelling. And then, even then, there's more storytelling at the end. Young Bucks come out, congratulate them. They're now heavyweights. So they've had that history together where they came up through the junior division yeah. together. And now they're all heavyweights at the same time. And then you have Coda just like congratulating but he's looking at the belt right. the entire time Okada's a guy I think we're just so used to that we don't give enough credit to having great matches all the time oh like, yeah. I've never seen a bad Okada match same even here he's wrestling Tanahashi every two days I mean they always had a really good match yeah even in his tag matches yeah. the best part is him yeah yeah I totally agree um it, TJ anything else um, uh, I mean, that match or the takeaway the 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 end result what do you think's happening in the future I can't even like wrap my head around that match like there's so many great moments like on both sides I mean Okada like the way he was selling how fatigued he was at the end of the match I thought was like it's just some it's it's nuance that you just don't see in wrestling like he wasn't strong enough to like get the rainmaker to hit like I love shit like that I yeah, and, and as far as like, I loved the little um, exchange between the Bucks and Omega. You know what I mean? Like, th- because they've had kind of a uh, strained relationship over the last year, and I love the fact mm-hmm. that it's like, well, you know, we're still fighting, but you know, you're my you're, you're my best friend, and you've just had this huge accomplishment. So, like in this moment, we're gonna still come together and be happy for you. Like it's little shit like that that you just don't get in other wrestling. Like I, I don't know, and it's it's I think because New Japan panders to a not panders is not the right word, but because they cater to a, a you know a, a a world audience that doesn't necessarily rely on the same language. That a lot of the storytelling is just through physical action and things like that, and and it's it's funny to me that that storytelling is much more well put together and in depth than you'd ever get in WWE. Um, as far as where they're going to go, man, I don't know. I, I you know I didn't even think about it, but you guys might be right that they might be switching up the belt already and putting it on Cody at that show. I, I wouldn't be surprised now because. I mean, I don't think you're going to get another, like, super long run. I don't. I have a hard time believing they're going to let Omega keep the belt for three years, or you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, and then still you got Kota Ibushi, who is moving up the card. He's worked his way up and down that, like, card there for them, and I think he's earned the respect of management and everything to where they're ready to put another... Um, Another Japanese face, <laughs> and like in place of Shibata. Well, there's always the danger of uh, Kota ending up with pudding brains by the time that happens, though, with the way he wrestles. Yeah. Well, and the other th- that's the only the thing. thing about Kota is it's going to be tough because they love him in Japan and they love Kenny in Japan. So, which one of those guys is going to go heel? Like, I don't, I don't know who you would turn. That's the best part about you know? it. I think that is the best part about it. Um, I cannot wait to see what happens. It's just, the way they just booked it is what you would want to be a fan in wrestling. This is what wrestling is. Like, uh, to want to know what is going to happen next. Not to be like, ugh, 
so this is fucking happening next. <laughs> yep. Like we clearly we clearly know they're gonna go with like Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and fucking Dean Ambrose for to tell out that Shield story because that's yeah. the last little fucking ember that they have left, which they half burnt up already. As exactly. It is. Um, it's just it's crazy to see the dynamics in the companies and now with New Japan coming on the scene and working with ROH already, who ROH said. 2019 they're gonna do madison square garden yeah like fuck you like wwe you're doing great but it's 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 madison square garden is a complete shithole by the way if you've never been it's it's a shot in the arm though to the wrestling industry i think it's just like it's just like a pissing contest right they don't need to run madison square garden they're just doing it because they can yeah yeah exactly and i think that's what the guy I think that's what I think that's what the Hey Yo I think that's what the guy from um uh the the Viacom or not Viacom, I'm sorry. Sinclair oh, and ROH. Yes. Yeah. That's kinda what he was like referring to. He's like we'll sell we'll sell if someone's gives us like a dumb number. Right, yeah. Like right. and he said that like specifically like dumb, like or stupid. <laughs> you know. Just to throw yeah. that little jab, because I think uh, I think everybody it's it we're wrestling fans are in an echo chamber of WWE is bad, but it's still like the thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm at the point where I'm not keeping an eye on it because you don't have to because it's everywhere. Like yeah. I said, you listen to a podcast, or you go bleach a report, or this, that, or the other thing. Like, you yeah. there's no like joy in seeking it out because it's everywhere. Well, yeah, hell, yeah. WWE themselves after every show, they put most of the well, not even most. They put all of the important clips you need to see on YouTube. Like that shit during Twitter. Yeah. They do so that. So it's like, well, what's the point of watching the show? Like there's nothing. I I don't get it. Yeah. Um it's crazy, and then here we have the reverse, like the opposite side of the spectrum. It's New Japan, where people can talk about it, and you're like, I want to watch that. Yeah, and you have to go out of your way to actually see it. Yeah, it's crazy. We'll see what the future holds for New Japan this year. Um, as I spoke of before, Sean, TJ, and myself, we're all going to go to ROH, um, Best in the World. At yeah, UMBC. Yeah. At a place that presumably has an air conditioner. Hopefully. <laughs> Dude, it's hot. it was hot last time uh, I went there. Oh, that was 10 years ago, though. Yeah, when we went to... What the hell is it? It's that place... Is it Myers yeah. over in Brooklyn where they yeah, had it? Yeah, it was awful. It was, it was like the hottest minutes. room I've ever been in my life. It was... And Jay Lethal and Robert Shaw went an hour... Ooh. Just chopping the piss out of each other. There was the fattest guy you've ever seen in your life wearing like a full AJ Styles get up, carrying around like eight belts. I know he was. Yeah, dying. that guy's walking around like the fucking great Sasuke. And then, <laughs> yeah, and he then the, the fucking J crowd. Then there was that other guy that was in full Jushin Liger costume. Yeah. At the entire show. Like, I don't know how he didn't die of heat stroke. Like, I was wearing jeans and I was fucking miserable. I'm sure. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes. I, I've. I've. I'll, I'll hope that they have upgraded since then. Well, this is the UMBC thing, so like it's where they have their basketball games and shit. So I yeah. assume it's you know climate control. I would hope it was still it was still hot for a concert oh, that I saw, went oh, to okay. ten years ago. Though. Gotcha, gotcha, ten years ago. Well, now they've so got we'll all see. that fucking money from their uh, their first round upset of uh, Virginia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
They yeah. should upgrade by now, goddammit. Go retrievers. Uh, yeah, go retrieve that ball. <laughs> um, nice job. Thanks, Air Bud. Um, you guys, what's going on with Movie the Podcast this week, this month? Uh, it's Kai June, and we're watching all monster movies. So we've already done Pacific Rim 2. Or It's not called Pacific Rim 2. It's called Pacific Rim Uprising. And then specific room, yeah. like ass. <laughs> and then uh, this past week we watched Inframan, which I think is the best movie ever made. Second, it's a fucking amazing. Sean, I mean, how what can we say about Inframan? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's it's the most entertaining thing I've ever watched. Yeah. Like, literally, just from, like, minute one to, like, the very end. Can you find the movie on a stream? It's on Amazon Prime. Awesome. it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I already had somebody tell me that it made their entire week because they've been telling their friends about this movie for years, and they just look at him like he's crazy. So we've we've validated his, uh, his insanity, so. That's what we do. We validate people's existence. There we go. I wish somebody would validate mine. Yeah, well. You're not even here. I know it's because I don't exist. <laughs> this is a problem. You're in the ether of the internet. I know. I like I said. I'm. You're the ether. Different than the ether. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I just exist in the internet. Like that's what I do now. I'm just code. Fat code. Awesome. Big fat code. <laughs> uncle Uncle Code. That's right. The heavy, heavy Uncle, uncle Code. code. Uh. Yeah. Um. Hope everybody enjoyed this episode of Gaijin Wrestling Radio. Sure. Uh, We're working on the title, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, we're going to try to... I'm going to have like a revolving guest type thing. Whoever spin around the whole time? Whoever's available to talk with me about New Japan and ROH. Um, We're going to try to do a pre-show for the ROH Best in the World. And then we'll do a post show. Yeah. I'll try to bring the recorder I with will us, be, so maybe we'll be there. Live. I will be drunk as shit. I'm sure. So <laughs> okay, as well, to... I'm going to bring it live. <laughs> I haven't drank. I've only drank two beers right now, so I'm good right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only seven thirty. Yeah, I only what? drank two beers, but yeah, the night is young. Yeah, really. Come on. Um, Mania season two, Hulkamania is dead. Episode three is going to drop next Friday. Delivery Jones is boom. Dead. He's got delivered uh, right to the morgue. Yeah, just, just a fucking damn shame. It's a damn shame. We'll see what happens on the next episode, though. Um, we got more of that, and then we'll see what's up with everything else on Mohole Radio. Yeah, oh, we will. <laughs> also, we got a black show. You got a black show, yes. And <laughs> <laughs> up super villains. Yes. We're allies. Yeah. Guys from Chicago. Yeah. And then we have Scrolling the Feed, a show that drops every now and yeah. then. And then uh, anything else working up? Uh, I, I keep we'll thinking I'm going to do the Critical Jerk again, but I I lose the uh, motivation to record it every time I'm just about to do After it. After you come. Because he drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I just jerk off to the scene. I'm like, so. well, this is kind of Welcome a stupid idea. Welcome to the idea. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. <laughs> all right, thanks, everybody. Right. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. Good stuff.